And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you once again, John Bon Jovial, the legendary one. And thank you, listeners, for being out there so we have someone to talk to besides each other because that really gets old fast. Nikki, Chris, listen, I realize I didn't play your song today. As a matter of fact, I don't have a song from you recently. I think perhaps it's time for you to come back and visit us again, and then you can give us a song, and we'll play it like we're going to play Goldpine right now. Great duel, and this is called Wander Away. You could wander away And build yourself some time Get a monkey off your back Leave the sorrow on the side You could speak your mind When you walk sound. They call themselves Gold Pine, and uh, they've got an album coming out in the early part of August, I think around the 5th of August, and uh, they, they're an Americana group. They're from Nashville. They'll be playing in Nashville, as a matter of fact, on the 14th of July, and uh, their lyrics are very honest and bare-boned. They don't, you know, they don't definitely don't overproduce their music. There's a touch of... Uh, it's really strange. They they kind of have a uh, gender bending sound. They kind of folk pop Americana roots 
with a just a hint of of um, of uh, bluegrass harmony in there. What do you think, John? It is an interesting combination. I don't know that I've ever quite heard anything like that, and I don't say that in a negative fashion. I, I enjoyed listening to it. I liked it. Uh, but it was kind of weird in that I'm just trying to put my finger on it. It's like, what is this? And I think gender bending is probably a, a very apropos uh, nondescript description, if you will, of what they're doing. I I don't mean to sound specifically vague, but I don't know how else I can sound about it. it, well, it other than the fact uh, that it's good. No, did you mean did you mean what you said, gender bending, or did you mean genre bending? It could be either or. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there goes our chance. Wait a minute. Of getting Wait a minute. Gender bending. I see what you, I see what you did there. <laughs> well, you you slipped and said gender bending, so I, I just had to follow up and ask to be sure. Yeah, I know now, that it was, was a slip, right? Bending, but <laughs> yeah, of course it was. I just, you know what it is? I I just finished a cup of coffee, and when you're in radio, as you well know, there's no just there's no such thing as too much coffee. So this being my fifth or sixth cup today, I probably need another one. That may very well be. You may need another cup of coffee. Before you do, tell us how things are there in uh, John Bon Jovial land. Well, we've got uh, absolutely really not that much going on here in southwest Florida. The uh, weather has turned uh, very hot, very oppressive. Not maybe quite as hot as the desert where you are, but we've got temperatures in the mid-90s. The humidity is up around 80% every day, and uh, the feels-like temperature is uh, about anywhere from 105 to 110 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's pretty damn hot. And so we just stay inside, and we watch uh, reruns of I Love Lucy and uh, The Honeymooners and you know, laugh our, um, you know, butoxes off at that and, uh, and, and just wonder how was Ralph Cramden able to get away with the gender bending that he did? <laughs> okay, I think you better go get yourself some coffee. Before you do, hang on a second because I got, a, I got another quick task for you, but I want to say hello to our friends listening on Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, our flagship station, W. Uh, <laughs> wow, WRFZ FM 106.3. Lost track of myself there for a moment. I think I found myself now. But uh, we want to thank them for carrying the David Bowers Awards every Saturday, followed by Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble Show. And uh, you get some great rock and roll, a lot of which you may never have heard before. And uh, we want to Thank them very much for carrying the David Bowers Awards. And, John, I wanted, if you would, please, a quick mention of what our folks at Anchor FM are doing. I would be glad to do that. But before I get to that, as of the date of this recording, which just happens to be the 11th of July, uh, is uh, Steve Litvak's birthday today. So we want to wish Steve a happy birthday by the time this happy airs birthday, on Steve. WRFC. It'll be you a little survived later, another year. Happy birthday, Steve. Yep, absolutely. The Baron is still around. Well, the folks, Baron we do want to around. tell you about Anchor FM. They are um, a group of folks that carry the David Bowers Awards, and they it's a podcast place, but it's a little different than any of the other ones that you may frequent because 
Anchor FM is actually devoted and dedicated to helping out indie musicians worldwide. If you listen to the David Bowers Awards on Anchor FM at the end of this episode, and each and every episode for that matter, you will find a link that will enable you to make a donation to help support indie musicians. Now, this is legit. It's not a scam. The money is for a good cause. And you don't have to do it, but if you do it, we'd be grateful. It doesn't have to be much. It could be 5 bucks, could be 50 bucks. whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable with. And that's Anchor FM on the David Bowers Awards, and we would really appreciate your helping out. David? Thank you very much there, John Bon Jovi. Believe what he says. It's the truth. And thank you. And we thank the folks at Anchor FM. We also thank our first guest, who is just anxiously awaiting to get in here and uh, – mess our heads up the latest in a uh, in a pretty good string of some super canadian artists that we've had recently and uh, this gentleman i assume he's a gentleman he hails from hamilton ontario calls himself the fool i'd say he should feel right at home up till now i've been the only fool on this show but uh, welcome aboard mr fool here he is with a song called love lies blind
eye is blind. He calls himself the fool. It's from his brand new album, From This Point of View. Come on in here, Mr. Fool, and say hello. Hello, hello, hello. And can I just say you guys are hilarious? <laughs> Love you. this. And whatever that band before me uh, was bending, it works for them. Doesn't it? Yeah. Very unique sound, <laughs> yes. I, I'm definitely going to try to get them to come on the show here because it would be interesting to talk to them about how they constructed their sound. Speaking of which, talk about a smooth segue, very interested in talking to you about how you came up with your sound. And I know the fool is a concept. Tell us about why. Why it's a concept? Um, I think it's because, and doing this in 2022 seems against the grain, but I just wanted to take the, the personality out of the music and just get to the music. Everybody judges everybody on the way they look, uh, how old they are, all of those things. And I wanted to take that out of the equation because I think pretty much for me, the music, a lot of it is very personal, and I didn't want anything to get in the way. And, you know, when somebody listens to a song, anything they construct in their head is much wider scope than I could even imagine writing the song. So I don't want to take that away from them. That's probably why I don't do a lot of interviews. I don't want to dispel whatever notions they have in their head about who I may be or what the song may mean to them. So I sort of came up with this idea of creating a fiction, a fictional character that just, I, I likened it to the old fools, the old clowns or, or court jesters, where court they um, yes. they used to get away with not only making fun so that the nobility would have an entertaining evening, but they used to throw in a lot of stuff that, as a commoner, you wouldn't be allowed to do. So mm-hmm. they could throw in a little social comment. Uh, and I like that idea because, um, you know, I'm not out to piss anybody off or do anything. I just... Like the album says, it's from my own personal point of view. And But most of the songs are usually about relationships and matters of the heart. Very good, and that explains it very well. I was aware of the uh, relationship to the court jester and the fact that, uh, as you so rightly said, they uh, they were able to do things that the average person couldn't do, especially in the way of uh, social commentary and everything. And it does tie in very well with your philosophy of letting the music speak and not making it a, you know, not making it a personal issue, just laying it out there. And I like that. I think that's an incredibly creative thing. John? Yeah. um, First of all, I I don't know if I should call you the or the fool or Mr. Fool, but Mr. Fool, I'm really glad. I have made my decision. You're going to be Mr. Fool. Call me anything but late for dinner. There there you go. Uh, But, uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, the angst and and the, um, you know, the music speaking for itself. And the one line in this that sticks out, which I believe is at least part of the chorus, is loneliness is underrated. Happiness is what, what we strive for. Uh, that's a very evocative line, and I'd like to know where that came from. What, what, what was the thought process to say, I know what I'm going to use as part of the chorus. Where did that come from? Well, I don't really kind of look at it that way in the first place. I have, I have a very quirky sense of humor, first of all, and the, bo- both lines in the hook of the chorus are kind of tongue-in-cheek in a way. Um, it's funny because I'm – you know, as I was uh, messaging Mr. Bowers, uh, 
I just got another radio station to add me with that song. And the predominant thing that I'm getting, because I just started pushing this uh, only a couple of weeks ago, is that it's a summer song. And, I mean, the song is about infidelity. And basically that not everybody that cheats is a bad person mm-hmm. because there's so much complexity to life to just label something as straight off one thing or another. It's, it seems too, too, too dimensional. You know, some of my favorite artists put twists on words. First of all, I always go with the melody first. If that doesn't cut it, people don't stick around for the actual words. But um, I, it was kind of tongue in cheek to say, you know, that loneliness is underrated because some people love that sense of feeling lonely even though they don't know they do. And happiness is what we strive to find, but let's face it, not a lot of us are. And I grew up with a lot of uh, emotional health problems, and I deal with it through music. So I always have that sort of weird sense of humor that I put into my lyrics, even on some darker songs, I'd like to twist the words around so that what does it mean to you kind of deal? Um, because I, you, like you said, it's, it evokes something in people and I, you're not the first one to actually mention that. <laughs> so I like that. And I'd like to, to get people's opinion on what they think I said. You know, you mentioned just now that the music comes first and then you'll lay down a lyric. And if I'm misrepresenting what you said, please say so. But no, no, musically, before I started paying attention to the lyrics, I was listening to it musically. And to me, it was, uh, and this is, you know, just created a very weird vision in my head. I could see Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta dancing to this song at the beginning (laughs) of it. And then then as the song progressed, it was almost like an, an 80s, high school beach blanket bingo happiness let's get high movie because we're graduating next week kind of kind of song but then the lyrics started to dawn on me and it's like wait a minute this guy's really put together a weird combination here that is kind of listenable well you know my hat's off to you on that i'm glad you said that because i had probably a more weird vision uh, that hit me during the first time I heard this song. I'm thinking, you know, first off, I'm thinking of the music. Then I go to the lyrics because they, there, there is a message there. He's saying something. These aren't just rhymes to fit the meter of the music. And I'm thinking Bob Dylan meets the Lemon Pipers because there's a, a very, very strong to me uh, feel of that late 60s, early 70s pop music that was very much a part of that group, the Lemon Pipers, the Ohio Express, and all those people that got together back then. And you've definitely got a, uh, you've got a heavy lyric, if people listen to it, with a very light and catchy earbud. Well, you know, first of all, I love your interpretations. They're, this is exactly why I do music. And you're right, I don't just put words that rhyme together to just fill in, you know, the catchy little hook. You know, there's... a there's all kinds of music out there and a lot of it you know is just feel good music that just takes you on a ride but i for me personally i like the idea of a multi-dimensional thing whereby the music sounds like exactly what you said a party uh very summery but then it, it you know you have that undertone of what's he really saying though <laughs> and i especially when 
it's a fast song, and you hear a word like happiness, and it's so bouncy of a tune, you, you think it's going one way. But I like that. I like going in separate ways. I have uh, a song on the album called Hey Suicide, mm-hmm. and it is one of the prettiest songs you'll ever hear. But it talks about somebody's relationship with life or death. And yeah. I don't shy away from stuff like that because I've dealt with it in my own life. And I know, especially now, a lot of people are dealing with things like that. But I, I, I sort of think the, the beauty of the music offsets the heaviness of the subject. And it, therefore, it's not, you know, a, a lot of songs, you know, because I listen to everything. I really do. And a lot of the songs you know, that I've heard on the subject seem to be really heavy, uh, as in heavy rock or heavy in tones. I was going to say, a perfect, to me, a perfect example of the music and the verbal content being juxtaposed to each other uh, would be uh, Bobby Darin. He did a song called Artificial Flowers. Now, the song starts off with this major kick-ass big band, and they are just jamming and getting down. And he mm-hmm. starts in with the lyrics of she made artificial flowers and she froze to death, this poor girl. And it's like, yeah, she made artificial flowers, baby, and she's dead. <laughs> but it's like the heaviness of the lyric yep, with this right. amazing big band sound, and not everybody can pull that off. He did, and while yours is completely different, you did. Well, thank you. I, that's what I set out to do. <laughs> I, I succeeded. Just, well, thank you very much to both of you. Um, a lot of the music I listen to um, from artists like David Boyd, the Beatles, especially in their later period, um, you know, Prince, they just did that kind of thing. And it turned me on as really a small kid. I Obviously, the first thing I gravitated to was um, – the music and the melodies, because again, if the melody doesn't get you, you probably won't stick around for the actual lyrics. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, with your uh, suggestion that um, you know, just using words for rhyme, I, rhymes are fine, and I do it all the time. But and I just did it there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, and it wasn't set up. So thank you for the setup. Um, uh, no, it's just um, I like when I'm listening to a song and then I go away from it and in the car I'm driving and something about that song more than just the music and more than just the feeling says something to me and stays with me because as you know it'll just trigger a a series of thoughts about what the heck is he really saying you know and and some artists are really good at that and they paint I always thought um, doing music was like making a film inside your head and I always approach it from that aspect of things, and therefore I choose instruments or melodies that serve that purpose. Now you mentioned. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, David Bowie in your uh, in your comments there, because there's one track on there which uh, any fans of Bowie, or uh, for that matter, uh, any fans of Space Oddity, are going to be very interested in. Uh, that's the fool, which you obviously spell differently, which is a differentiation from your persona, but it's about a friend of the of Major Tom in the song. Tell me about that idea that you had there. As a lot of songs seem to do, I I have a while I'm watching TV and watching some show, 
Um, I have an electric guitar, so it doesn't bother my wife that I'm interrupting the flow of the actual show. And I strum around chords, and melodies kind of pop into my head. And if they keep sticking around, then the next time I'm able to, I put that together so the melody starts going. And the way I was strumming the chords off the bat, they're not the same anywhere near the same chords that David Bowie used in Space Oddity, but um, it gave me that feeling like I was somehow a little bit anyway ch channeling that feel, if not the character. So I thought, wouldn't it be interesting? David Bowie did mention this character twice. Uh, the other favorite song of mine from his is Ashes to Ashes, where we actually find out a bit more about Major Tom. And I just thought, well, you know, nobody lives in this world on their own. What if he had a friend and they were both junkies? And because David Bowie's gone and so is Major Tom, I thought, wow, a double hitter yeah. right there. Because you've got the artist who I adore, and then you have this character, which I equally adore, and they're both gone. So imagine this strung-out guy who's both missing both worlds. I thought, now that's a cinematic thing. I think I'll go with that. And it just, honestly, it wrote itself. It's a great once idea. You get, I can... Once it started that flow, um, and I know that the song is not going to be a song if, if it's too hard to do, meaning that if it doesn't flow, I'm not saying I necessarily finish it right then and there, but more so lately, that's how they come. Once I get that idea and I get that adrenaline, uh, you mentioned six cups of coffee. <laughs> well, that's my coffee. <laughs> I, guess I just there. go go, and then I'm so excited that that I just do a really quick piano demo just to, and I see what just laying down a vocal how it comes back to me, and then my head just starts swimming with possibilities, and that is probably my favorite part. When you see the possibilities, it could go a million different ways. My 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 dilemma is always. I put in a ton of things, and then I decide what to take out so that doesn't serve the purpose of the song. And you, you have put a ton of things into this album, ladies and gentlemen. The album is from this point of view. And one thing we try to do with every guest on the show, especially the first time on the show, is we give you a chance to sell yourself and your product. Tell the folks how they can find you online, maybe get in touch with you if they want to send you fan mail or, or uh, comments on your music, and also, of course, how they can get your music. You know, I'm pretty bad at this, uh, this end of things. I, I, I'm so in love with doing what I do. Uh, the music part that, you know, the business side of things comes later, but I, I understand it's an important thing. I have a site called The Fool, but it's spelled T-H-E-F-O-O-L-E.com, so thefool.com. I'm on Facebook, The Fool at The Fool twice. That's it, basically, and Twitter and Instagram. I'm on a ton of radio, luckily, so you actually might hear me on radio, which is really a cool thing. I didn't expect that, or at least the reception I've gotten so far. If you look me up online, I, I tend to pop up now because I guess pe enough people have done enough searches that it's actually recognizing me as something. <laughs> and that's, I had no problem. That's a, wild, that's a wild thing. If you spell it with an E, I'll probably show up. <laughs> Absolutely. And... Uh... You mentioned the fact that uh, you were kind of surprised at the response you've had. You put out a good product, you do good music, and it's going to get noticed sooner or later. People are going to notice, and uh, with what you've got here, there's something for everyone to like in here. There's, it's not all 
Not every track sounds like Love Lies Blind, folks. Uh, it's something you really need to listen to. As he said, you can find him most anywhere online. The album is now available everywhere, is it not? It is, on all the digital platforms. Fantastic. And we're going to give you one more chance to do our work for us because we love it when a guest comes in and takes over the show for a couple of minutes so you can <laughs> sit back and listen. I'm going to give you about one more minute here before we run okay. out of time. Tell the folks about this next track we're going to play, You Make Me Smile. Actually, I can truly say this is a love song to my wife. Um, I've had, as I've mentioned before, some rough times in the past, and she has been the constant strength in my life. And I, I'm going to get choked up here because and in writing songs, as I said, for me, it, it either comes out or it doesn't. And if it comes out and it takes too much time or too much work, then I kind of leave it because it wasn't meant to be. But this one, there was absolutely no work involved because I, I'm married to the sweetest person there ever was. So it's basically just a love song to her. And at the very end, there's a little laugh that's our nephew when he was three months old. And um, Oh, beautiful. There you go. I got choked up. <laughs> you got it. Oh, that, that is beautiful. I think your wife may have gotten a pretty good guy, too. So I think you've both been kind of lucky there. Ladies and gentlemen, he goes by the name The Fool with an E on the end of it. And this is from his album, from this point of view, you make me smile. You make me
I love it. <laughs> Ode to his wife. He may be the jester, but he's no fool. He goes by the name The Fool. The album is From This Point of View. John Bon Jovial, your comments. You were right. Totally different uh, than the first song that we listened to, uh, Love Lies Blind. I mean, it's a very happy song, a very devoted song, and obviously an emotional song, a real love song. He's also got a nice little rock and roll tune to it, too. does a nice job with it. Yes, he does, and I'm glad we were able to have him on the show. Glad we're able to have this next guest on the show, too. We played one of her tunes a couple of weeks ago, and we got enough response that I thought it would be great to have her join us. We're going to be talking with Tia McGrath in just a few minutes right after we listen to Let Them See You're Strong.
powerful tune. Tia McGrath, let them see you're strong. Tia, come on in here. Say hello. Hey, hi, David. How are you doing tonight? Doing just fine, thank you. Hope you are as well, and thank you so much for joining us. What a great and powerful song, and I, I see from the reviews and the and the credits that you got from that song that apparently a lot of other people felt the same way. You know, thank you for having me on the show and sharing my music and my stories. And, yeah, um, my husband Tommy Parm and I wrote that with the lovely Devin O'Day in Nashville, and when we wrote it, we felt we really had something pretty special and pretty powerful, and we had a message to share. Devin had the idea of strong being the noun, so let him see your strong, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. So we've shared that around the world, and and we're getting all kinds of beautiful messages from people saying it's become their anthem song, so that's pretty cool. And it made a bunch of 2018's best of lists around the world, for that matter, and I understand it was even adopted by a women's empowerment group. Yes, yeah, that's right. And then Tommy and I were in El Paso right before um, COVID, the pandemic. If you remember, there was that, the Walmart shooting in El Paso, Texas yes. back in yes. 2000. So that September, Tommy and I were in El Paso and doing some shows, and we wanted to see the memorial wall. So some friends took us down there. Tommy has guitar car with them so we set up in front of the beautiful memorial and did a, a view of, of us doing this song right there we were just so compelled to do it so you can see that you can find that on the internet as well and so it, it, like i said it's 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 got a life of its own that's just reaching people and hearts and encouraging people of all kinds of things women's empowerment healing this is the first time you've been on our show for the folks that aren't familiar with you and your works, you've been around a while. You didn't just pop up in the last two weeks. Tell us a little bit about where you came from and what you've done to get to where you are now. Well, um, I've grew, I grew up in the north shore of Lake Erie, up here in Ontario, Canada, about an hour and a half southwest of Toronto. And I started singing uh, professionally when I won the Canadian Open Country Singing Contest. And I got some TV time on uh, on a TV show with um, Johnny Cash and June Carter, and and it was pretty exciting. I, I started releasing videos across Canada and singles. I worked with Randy Bachman from BTO, mm-hmm. Dan Hill. Uh, and then I decided I, I ended up with a, a, a bit of a song publishing deal down in Nashville. And so I decided I wanted to really pursue my, my writing. And so I moved down there. And I met Tommy, my husband, who had moved there from L.A., and he had a full staff writing deal. And we met through his publisher and started writing together and broke our rule of never date your (laughs) co-writer. And and we just had a blast. And so so we've been all over the world sharing our music and just just having a great time as independent artists, singer-songwriters. And you've done it very well, too. That's that's really a a funny story. And, uh, yeah, it just proves that, Rules were made to be broken, right? <laughs> That's John exactly bon Jovial. right. <laughs> John Bon Jovial, come on in here. I know you want to get in the conversation. Well, sure. Tia, first and foremost, wow, thank you for that beautiful song. Thank you for being on the show with us today. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, it just, you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, this woman has got soul. It is a song to me that comes from the heart, and it's not just a, you know, well, what kind of a, you know, what kind of lyrics can we put together to make some money? I mean, if it does make you some money, great, but 
to me, first and foremost, this, this is something, this is an emotional song. What was the thought process that went into this? And, and you obviously wanted it produced in such a way so it would convey the emotion that you're trying to get across, not only verbally but musically, at least to me it does. How did you do that? Thank you, John. For, thank you for that, recognizing that. Yeah, we, well, Tommy and I, were, we were down in Nashville on a trip, and um, we were staying with our friend Devin O'Day, and it was one of those things. We had gone to an award show. We came back. It was around 10 o'clock at night. We're just all sit, sitting around talking, and she says, I started this song. Would you, would you guys like to, to write into it and help me get this finished and get it to a place, you know, that's song? I have this idea, and so so we listened to to what she had sketched out, and um, I heard I heard the, the fool before before my interview say, if a song doesn't come out easy, you know, it's just not meant to be, and this really was one of those ones as well. It just I think we wrote it within an hour. We took it home, and when we listened back to it, we were we were making another trip back down to Nashville. And actually going down to the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival. So we stopped in and recorded at a studio, and we did just that. We just did it piano, vocal, live off the floor. Um, I'm standing there. I don't even think there's any overdubs in that vocal. And we just felt that this was a pretty incredible song and pretty pretty incredible performance of it. So it went on the album, and Stubborn in My Blood, since then, it's just taken off on a life of its own, kind of, you know, traveling the world. <laughs> well, you have definitely added the word incredible to your biography, though, uh, because you have done some incredible songs. This definitely not the least of which. That was the first song from your album, Stubborn in My Blood. And your most recent release is the one we played a couple of weeks ago. We're going to close this segment with Go Your Own Way. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I wanted to touch on the fact, let's see, since you had the release of the album, you've had a what, total of nine international CDs. You've had multiple mm-hmm. film and TV placements over the years. And you are leaning back into, as you said, going back to concentrate more on your writing now. Are you writing for yourself? Are you writing for other artists? Or are, are you just writing and let the doors open as they will? You know, when when Tommy and I lived in Nashville and we were writing for Music Row, you know, and that whole thing, right? Um, we got we got tired of that, and and so like Strong, I mean, we just wrote that from the heart. Three songwriters sitting around, it was coming from a place of everyone being. We we all just felt kind of broken and and whatever, um, but yet we had found strength. Each of us individually had found strength in our brokenness. So. Now that we had a chance to sit home during the pandemic and Tommy and I are sitting here alone, you know, together as a husband and wife, we started going back to some of our Nashville demos and we started listening to some of the old songs that we wrote back when we were writing for Music Row and we're like, these are really great, like there's some great stuff here. But we also recognize how we've also kind of, by being out on the road as independent artists, have learned to write for the audience, write for our friends and our fans, and for ourselves. So this new album, this new EP that we're, we're about to release, I think the songs just are my favorite because they really are stating that. Like we just said, you know what, we, we don't care. We're just going to put it on here because we really think it's got a great message and we want to we make a difference in the world with this. And um, some are happy, some are sad, some are love, some are spiritual. 
I think it's going to, and then we also wanted to, to add to the production of it. So we reconnected with our friend Kevin Fisher from Los Angeles, and he's, he's an amazing artist and songwriter in his own right. And Kevin added um, strings and that to, our, to these tracks. And so at the end, Tommy said, well, Kevin, he and Kevin co-produced it. And that's how it's going to be mentioned because it's just it's just on a whole other level, I think. I hope we uh, we can get a copy of that because I'd love to hear it and share it with our listeners. Maybe we can even have you come back and tell us about it. Now, I do want to touch real quick because we're quickly running out of time here, as we do with all the good guests. Let's see, you've got a Posey Music Award in 2021 for the song we're going to play in a couple of minutes. You've also got awards for Americana CD of the Year. Uh, first-round nomination for 2016 and 2018 Grammys, a 2019 multi-nominee for Kingdom Image Awards. You got an ISSA Award in 2019 for Single of the Year. And I hear you want to be a writer, and I don't mean music. I hear you uh, also write children's books. Yes, I wrote a children's book, uh, Jake the Road Dog, about our, our rescue. We're, we're big animal rescue, dog rescue people. And we rescued him in Nashville, and, and his, it's about his life on the road with us as musicians, and I'm working on the second one. And we go into schools and libraries, and we do our Songs and Tales events with T-A-I-L-S. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do an author reading, and then, and then we play some songs and get the kids singing, and we do this virtually as well. The Posse Award, uh, in 2021, we wrote Go Your Own Way with Kevin Fisher, and in 2021, I submitted to the Empowerment music awards and we won in the social justice category which was so cool like this is just a song we wrote this song as an anti-bullying song and now it just fits mm-hmm. in with with everything that's going on in society right now and it definitely does that and so much more in the moments we have left as we try to do with all of our guests I want to give you a couple of minutes to tell the folks how they can find you how they can follow you maybe get in touch to tell you how well they like your music or check out how to get your music and books. Tell the folks where to go to find Tia McGrath. Thank you, David. Um, Tia McGrath.com, T-I-A-M-C-G-R-A-F-F, is in Frank. And you'll find all my socials on there. And we are on all the, you know, Spotify and everything like that as well. And just please drop us a line. We've also got a podcast show, Jake's Play Songs and Tales. We invite you to listen to that. And just look forward to meeting everyone and sharing our, our gifts and our stories. Fantastic. And as I told the fool on the last segment, we love it when a guest comes in and takes over the show so that we can sit back and listen and uh, give you a chance to do that. We've got just under a minute left, and we're going to play Go Your Own Way. Tell us how this song came about. So Tommy and I were in L.A., and we were with Kevin Fisher writing our, writing our first writing session. We had kind of a, a tragedy, Tommy. We got word that Tommy's mom had just passed away from cancer. Oh, and so we were, she was in Colorado. So we were making plans to get to the funeral. But in the meantime, we knew she'd want us to write some songs with Kevin and, and you know, honor that session. So this was the first one the three of us sat down and wrote together. We actually wrote it as a pitch for, for an artist in Nashville. And we ended up loving it so much that we just recorded ourselves. <laughs> and um, this is called Go Your Own Way. Thank you again so much for coming and sharing with us, Tia. We're going to be following you as well, and uh, we hope to hear more from you. You're part of our family now, too, so please do keep in touch. 
let us know what's going on. Pop us your press releases or whatever so we can help promote whatever you've got going, whether it's new music, playing, touring, whatever it is that you'd like to share. We'll be happy to share for you. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for supporting all of us and helping us keep on and keeping on. Thank you so much, David. My pleasure. Again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tia McGrath from her album, Stubborn in My Blood. Here's Go Your Own Way.
demographs. Boy, they are growing some great talent up in Canada, aren't they, John? Yeah, that's kind of an understatement. Now, what I'm going to, about to say is going to be a pretty bold statement if you think about it. But this song, Go Your Own Way, which is also the title of a song that Fleetwood Mac does, totally yeah. different song. And I think, and here's where the bold statement part comes in, I like this better. Do you? This is a great song. This is just an absolutely great, happy, upbeat song. Not to take anything away from Fleetwood Mac, but this is this has an originality that the other does not. Yep. And um, I applaud Tia. I, I just absolutely applaud her for doing this song. I agree. I agree. It is a great song. It's an enjoyable song. It's very listenable, but it's not pap either. It, it's a, It's got substance to it. And uh, I like both of that, and I'm glad we agree on that. John Bon Jovial and I don't always agree on things, but uh, yeah, we definitely <laughs> agree on that one. Really? And we want to we want to thank Tia McGrath. Also, want to thank the Fool for coming in, sharing time and stories with us, telling us a little bit more about themselves and their music. We hope you enjoyed it too. We'd love to hear from you, your comments, and any suggestions you might have to who to have on the show in the future. Drop a line to David at thedavidbowers.com. We read every piece of email that we get. Who knows? Maybe we'll even use your email on the air. Who knows? We might uh, we might give you credits on the show. Think we can do that, John Bon Jovial? Yeah, we could give it the old college try. What the heck? Why not? Yeah, we haven't got anybody to tell us not to. So, <laughs> yeah, really. With that in mind, I think John, it's time for you to take us home. Absolutely. You know. Every show that we do, I think, is a good show, but every once in a while we get one that just flows immaculately, and my own humble, legendary opinion, I think that this was one of those shows today. Well, folks, you did it again. I can't believe it. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and I really do mean it each and every week when I say we are very grateful for your presence and attendance, and hopefully we'll see you again next week as well. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, as I had mentioned earlier in the show, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and the music that they make by clicking the link at the end of this episode and every episode and make a donation. We would really appreciate it if you'd consider doing that. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York. That's Rochester Free Radio. And that happens every Saturday at noon Eastern. And then the next day on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week for the David Bowers and all the other crew of morons here at the Radio Ranch, this is the legendary John Bon Jovial saying be good to yourselves. We really appreciate seeing you this week. We'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.